Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Simply Complicated. I am chomping at the bit. I am frothing and bursting at the seams. Is that correct? Is that what we call it? I am not sure. But either way, I am super keen to talk about alone time. It has been on my radar. A couple of things were said to me on the weekend. And it's often a topic of conversation um, that comes up with either you have a lack of alone time, people don't want to be alone because God forbid we have to listen to our thoughts, or people are super confused at other people's life choices and why they may choose solitude over partnership at different times. And I have many thoughts about it. I'm sure that you do too. So let is, let is, let's, mate, let's dive into that conversation today. No one is saying thank you to me that I can hear, but you're welcome. Uh, that was the full. <laughs> that was the full uh, version of that audio music that I love, my intro music. And I think I'm going to leave it at the full version. Um, if you don't like it, I reckon like a 15 second tap would probably get you through. But I am suggesting that we all embrace our inner rock chick and just like mm, angry nod along to it. Just mm, mm. Um Maybe it's just me, but I doubt it. I doubt it very much. So alone time and the idea of being alone. First, I'll start off with my perspective. I freaking love it. And I know that not everyone is the same. I have a lot of experience in aloneness and solitude. And I also am very familiar with being lonely, although Lately, it's been far, far less. I am embracing the solitude. I am thriving in my alone time because I actually really, really enjoy my company. I am a kick-ass gal and (laughs) I like what I choose to do. I only say yes to things that are a full body yes. So I am generally having a pretty good time uh, when it's just me, myself and I. I remember when I was in the throes of the deepest pit of anxiety and my thoughts were running a million miles an hour and my nervous system was completely effed and shot and on hyperdrive, I was having panic attacks every night I and the thought of being alone with my thoughts was fecking horrifying. So whenever I would go for a walk, I would have music on, I would have podcasts on, and I used to go under the guise of being, you know, like, oh, I just love to do this. But really, if you had have asked me to like raw dog it and go for a walk without something plugged into my ears, I would have spiraled for shizzle because my brain was at that time searching for things to fix and looking for things that were wrong so that it could go into hyperdrive to keep me safe, right? It wasn't that my brain was wrong. It was that it was (laughs) over-effective. 
and we needed to calm the farm and dial everything back. And more importantly, I needed to learn that it was safe for me to be in my body, that my thoughts could not hurt me and that I could select them. It was also essential for me to learn that all thoughts are real, but not all thoughts are true. It was essential for me to learn that I can make my own decisions by the way that they feel. I had to learn that peace and my inner peace and what it would take to preserve that was not up for debate. And I had to learn that if it cost me my peace, it was too expensive. And I had to learn that more importantly that I was, yeah, like I mentioned before, I was super safe in my body and that took time. And that is partly why I'm so passionate about doing the work that I do and why I, you know, whenever it comes to anxiety and supporting people with anxiety and how to see it a different way, it always sort of comes in, it's like, it's so layered, like the ways to move through and change your relationship with anxiety is like an onion. But for the purpose of this podcast, in terms of supporting ourselves, if we are feeling super anxious and wishing to start to to move through that we need to change our relationship with anxiety and quit making it the thing that we need to avoid at all costs and we also need to change the way that where we do keep running from it that instead we start to view it as a messenger and we start to get curious with it and we also need to start stepping towards doing the things scared and recalibrating ourselves and gathering evidence to support our little nervous system and all the stories that we've created up there as to why we can't do the thing scared. And if you've ever seen everyone doing all of these ice baths and things like that at the moment, which they've been doing for eons, like don't get me wrong, but I know that it's becoming a real um, movement and people are recognizing the fact that Putting ourselves in the path of discomfort brings about a confidence in our resilience. So the more that we start to face discomfort and put ourselves into that (gasps) fight or flight, (laughs) the more that we realize that we can actually do hard things. And I know that's also a super simplistic version and only one of the benefits of ice bars, but you get mud drift. Okay, so now having moved through being completely paralyzingly afraid of being on my own to then finding myself and making choices to support the fact that I was going to be alone (laughs) a fuckload more and or with alone with two small children or when they're with their dads I had to get real cool real quick with a whole lot of alone time and yeah and now I've been through so many different iterations of that with over six years. I really can confidently say I'm cool with the alone time. Now, now I have gone through many different phases where I have been super keen on finding a relationship. I definitely was tunnel vision focused on that for a while there. I Because everyone was around me. It was saying, oh, you're going to meet someone soon. Have you met someone? It's like... The few questions when you've first gotten 
together with someone it's like oh you're getting engaged then when you get engaged it's like oh when's the wedding then when you have the wedding it's like oh when are you getting um when are you gonna have babies then the second that you have that baby they're like are you gonna have more and it's the same thing when you are no longer or not in a relationship the first thing that people tend to ask you is have you met someone is there any men on the scene and I (laughs) today I just want to say, yeah, I've met myself. She's fucking awesome. Love her. She's great. (laughs) But it's true. I'm really, and it's only been probably the last few months, to be fair, that I'm really stepping into that I really am cool with where I'm at. I'm really cool with it. It's probably been the last six months, actually. Maybe more. I don't know. But yeah, I'm really cool with where I'm at. And that's because I am choosing to fill my days with things that feel good to me. I am saying yes to people that feel good to me and that leave me feeling better and that I, you know, want to make their life better as well. Like my friendships are real. They are bound by, you know, laughter and truth and we have a good time. And it's, yeah, I'm only saying yes to things that make me feel like me. No more of this F that. Like if it's a, oh, I don't think so, I'm going to politely decline. And that has also taken practice. But anyway, circling the wagon. I was asked the other day by a gentleman. He said, so have you got a boyfriend yet? And I said, no, I don't, not right now. And he said, what's wrong with you? And I just like took my sunglasses off and looked at him. He said, um, nothing. And he said, I know. And I said, what's wrong with all of you? Like, <laughs> and he was sort of laughed and I said, no, there's nothing wrong with anyone. I said, I'm actually, he's like, well, why haven't you got a boyfriend? I said, because I'm actually not looking right now. And he's like, what are you reading? And I said, the eight rules of love. (laughs) It's like for someone not looking at a relationship, you're reading a relationship book. I said, I'm prepping. Anyway, (laughs) I genuinely was like, first of all, fuck you. There is nothing wrong with me. And why do people believe that in order to be happy, we need to have a significant other? We don't. We don't. That's just what makes other people feel more comfortable. On the flip side of that, we are wired for connection connection, and I love love. I absolutely know I will be in another relationship when I meet someone who makes me feel great about myself, who makes me feel safe and who holds that space of safety, who adds something to my life. Nothing is missing. I am whole. We have a great life, but there's always space. And I'm excited to meet someone one day who adds things to my life, who makes me feel safe and brings laughter. Gosh, I would love a lot of laughter in my life for sure. So I'm not ruling it out, but I have worked so hard on cultivating a rock solid relationship with myself that for now in this chapter, I'm really cool with my alone time. And that's not by accident. That's by conscious choice after conscious choice after conscious choice. So that is what I want to talk about today. What is your relationship 
to being alone or spending time in solitude because alone and lonely are two very different things. They are not the same. I actually really like the word solitude. I think it's empowering and it sounds regal. I am spending the night in solitude. I'm going for a solo walk. It's very different to saying I'm having tonight alone. I'm, and then again, the whole loaded word of lonely, which if you do experience loneliness, which we all do because it's completely human of us, we are wired for connection, right? It is part of our makeup connection and friendship and relationships and love and all of that good stuff that, you know, is required for us to be able to thrive. But you don't always get that from a romantic partnership. It's available. Like some of my most loving, caring, beautiful, sincere, thoughtful, warm relationships are in the form of the most amazing friendships. That's wonderful. And I embrace them and I'm grateful for them. And the notion that we can get everything from one person is just fucking ridiculous, really. Like that's putting way too much pressure on any sort of romantic partnership. We should have a village. We should have, you know, um, and attempt to cultivate, you know, our connection from a variety of sources. And this is not to say you need like 50 friends or anything like that. Like if you have a couple of really close friends and people that you can count on, you're bloody lucky. So, you know, there's so much that we can do to cultivate that. But that again, this is not that podcast. This is a podcast about alone time. So what is your relationship to alone time? How do you feel about it? What's your story been around it? Do you add it into your day and into your schedule? Do you block out times within your week? Do you find that alone time is how you recharge? Because if you are an extrovert, you often recharge around people. Whereas a introvert is someone who tends to want to recharge alone. Like I love being around people, but I'm probably more introverted in my ways and I need that downtime to sort of reground myself. And I can see that both of my boys are completely different. One of them is definitely extroverted and one more on the introverted side, which makes planning weekend activities hella fun, guys. So great. Um, But yeah, getting curious with what it is that you need and what feels good for you. But I don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from some alone time so that they can get to know themselves. They can give themselves what they need. They can get curious with where they're at. You can hear your own thoughts. And, you know, if you don't want to hear your own thoughts and you're scared of your own thoughts, why? Is that something that you want to, you know, lean in on? Is that something that you would perhaps like to change? Is it super noisy up there? Is it super busy and that's overwhelming? Get curious. What are the people around you's relationships to alone time? Do they see it as a luxury? Is alone time something that you need to earn? Which I will 100% push back on that one, by the way. Um, If anyone wants to try and convince me otherwise, please do, because it's absolutely not. 
alone time and having time for ourselves and being with our own person is our birthright. And if you are rolling with a story, that means that you have to do everything on your list before you're allowed to have some alone time or you have to earn it or, you know, pay it back and convince them like, mate, really, really, is that what you're going to, you know, run into the playground with that story? Because (laughs) I want to let you know that you are worthy of rest. You are worthy of reconnection to yourself you are worthy of whatever it is that is going to make you feel more you without having to earn it you are allowed to do what is best for you always so if you would like to cultivate more time with yourself and more time for yourself a couple of ways that you know, are really beneficial. And that is to put it in the effing diary, put it in your diary. And if you are not using a hard copy, like a a tangible diary, like something that you can actually hold, please may I suggest that you get one. It doesn't have to be a fancy one, but these electronic diaries and calendars that we have on or across all the things, they ain't it. Something that can happen anytime rarely happens at all. So I really find it beneficial to put it down on paper and lock it in. It also helps if you are someone who is perhaps new to this and has a lot of guilt around taking time for themselves, that if it's in the diary, it's allocated for and it's your time. You don't have to carry any guilt with that. It is what it is. It's in the diary. And if the diary says it's so, it's so. <laughs> um, and then you won't overschedule around it. I put my like nights when the boys like, when the boys are away. I try and make sure that I have at least one night in where I'm not seeing anyone when they go for like three nights. One of those nights is like a decompression night where it's just me at home. And alone time doesn't mean that you just have to sit there with no sound or anything like that. It means that, yeah, that's great if you can have some time where you're not listening to a podcast or you haven't got the TV on and you give yourself permission to just, you know, chill or you read or whatever. But it just means that you are doing what comes up for you. And you know what? If you are having a night at home and you are feeling really uncomfortable, allow it. As in like, not that you think that there's a murderer outside because please call someone, please call someone if you feel that way. But I mean, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Why is, what have you pushed down so much and avoided that it's now got a little space that you can't avoid it anymore to come out? Like if you feel like you're, it's bringing up stuff, fucking let it come, make it rain. Like why do we always fight off tears? People like, and my girlfriends and I do it. It's like, I just want to cry. I'm like, well, dude, let it out. Like let your body cry. It's a completely beautiful response and a way that your body regulates. If the tears are there, let it flood. You will feel so much better after a cry. That's why we put sad songs on and that's why we watch sad movies. You know, like... If you are uncomfortable when you are on your own in terms of feeling feelings that you usually avoid, go there. Let's talk about it. I mean, I'm always here. I have coaching sessions available online. There are packages. If you, you know, it's really ever one session and done. 
Um, but like, well, there's amazing coaches out there. There's amazing counselors. Find someone who you resonate with and talk about it. Like go there, you know, like that's what people, there are people who are great at supporting you through that sort of thing. But please don't get into the habit of, you know, thinking that you're super productive when really you're just avoiding the shit out of everything by vacuuming your keyboard and cleaning out your cutlery drawer. That's not being super productive. That's weird pottering and you're using it to avoid feeling how you're actually feeling. And that isn't very great, right? (laughs) That is not our best work. Okay. So yeah, start by like owning it and putting it in your diary. Start by another great thing is going for a walk without your headphones once a week. You know, see what comes up. Pay attention. Look the fuck up. Look at the ocean, look at the trees, look at the, um, you know, the gardens, look at the bees, like get goofy with nature, like pay attention. That's really great to get some alone time when you're driving in the car, you know, like don't have the music on, you know, I am at that age where I can't concentrate if the music is too loud because I can't hear, (laughs) I can't see because I can't, I'm hearing too many things. So if, yeah, fun fact. Those sorts of things are the ways that we can start to get, you know, comfortable with ourselves. Meditation is amazing. I've been, I'm in my fifth week almost. Yeah, we've just started the fifth week of meditating daily. That was my goal. And I've probably missed maybe two or three days, but I've been doing really well. And I am not listening to meditations all the time. I am just closing my eyes and breathing Sometimes I'm like doing energy clearings. I'm like tuning into me. Every time I think that, every time I feel my mind wander, I just say, hey girl, bring it back. And I start like scanning my body or listening to my breath or, you know, imagining light or, you know, all sorts of things. Get curious. Talk to your guides. Like that's also beautiful. But yeah, you can start with, whatever way feels most comfortable for you but alone time doesn't need to be scary it doesn't need to be something that you've earned who cares what other people think but also get really curious with what your story is about being alone what that might look like how much you need what would be ideal And then what you're going to give yourself because you effing deserve it. And I know for a fact that if you're listening to this, you're also a kick-ass person and you are worth getting to know. So if you are feeling disconnected from yourself or you're not sure who this iteration is of the person that you are, take some time alone, raw dog it on your walks. And by that, I mean just... (laughs) Don't put something in your ears and claim that time to do so. Let me know how you go when you start adding a little bit more alone time into your life.